on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. This is West Virginia Outdoors with Chris Lawrence. And then it was just like somebody opened the curtain. <laughs> he turned his head, and the sun hit that big split G2. Oh, man, it was it was like seeing a unicorn. You know, you just this deer that you've hunted so many years. Just as luck would have it, when I came up, the two regular colored gobblers, they had some brush in front of them, and that white gobbler, he was in the wide open, man, and I said, you got to be kidding me. Get ready, get ready. There you go. Nice shot, nice shot. West Virginia Outdoors is proudly presented by the Hatfield-McCoy Trails with over 600 miles of ATV trails located in the rich mountains of southern West Virginia. Today's broadcast originates from the Greer Lime Company Studios, West Virginia's source for high-quality quick lime, hydrated lime, and chemical-grade limestone. And now, here's West Virginia's voice of the outdoors, Chris Lawrence. Hey, good morning and howdy, everybody. Chris Lawrence with you on the show this morning, and we are pleased to have you listening in wherever you might be on one of our great Metro News affiliate radio stations across the Mountain State. I think we're on about 25 every Saturday morning now, so that's a good many places, and pretty much from the Ohio River all the way to... The Shenandoah River, which is coast to coast in West Virginia, you can uh, pick up this program in the 7 o'clock hour. If you're traveling, just hit scan. It'll come up somewhere on one of our affiliate stations. Uh, also, we, the, we stream the show at uh, our website, wvmetronews.com. A lot of uh, our affiliate stations have their own feeds as well, and uh, they stream it there. So you can there's a variety of places on the Internet you can catch it. And lo and behold, with the modern technology, technology we possess if for some reason and there are only two excused reasons why you should miss this show you don't get to hear us live we do post it as a podcast afterward at all podcast sites so wherever you get podcasts you can download it there for free and also uh, we post it at the podcast page of wvmetronews.com and those two reasons that you're allowed to miss the broadcast live is if you're hunting or fishing i will allow excused absences uh, for that, if you're in the woods or if you're taking someone hunting and fishing, had a guy last week that sent a note said he listened to some, but had to, uh, call it off early because he, uh, was taking a kid uh, on the youth hunting day. And I was like, that's perfectly okay. We, uh, we do offer excused absences and you can pick up the podcast afterwards. So, and I know a lot of you are probably in the, in the stand this morning because, uh, this weekend, actually it started on Thursday, but this is the weekend of the first antlerless season of the year for firearms hunting. So, so uh, hopefully you do well out there and fill up the freezer. The weather's going to be pretty good today, which is kind of why they split this up. This early antlerless season comes at a time when the weather is not just overwhelmingly cold and awful. So, uh, But you better not get used to it because from what the forecasters say, this may be the last warm weekend we have probably until spring. I think I actually saw that written on a forecast this morning that we're about to enter a period of uh, of deep dark coldness at least until probably March or April. So, that does happen in the winter months, so get ready for it. Hopefully you do well today. If you're out there doing a little hunting. Uh coming up on the show today, uh, a little little bit of a different conversation, but I think it's significant. We have talked on uh, on the broadcast here with folks from the Monongahela National Forest about the uh, celebration of West Virginia providing this year's national Christmas tree that will be harvested from the forest, and they will take it on a tour around the mountain state before it heads over to Washington, D.C. to be put up on the Capitol grounds. 
to uh and and to be decorated for the holiday season but uh they have now selected two individuals who will have the honor of cutting the national christmas tree they've located it it's deep in the heart of the national forest and noted and, and a longtime friend of the show here noted lumberjack arden coger jr is one of the guys they have selected to cut it down We'll have to talk. We're going to have him on the show. I don't know if he'll use an axe and try to do it in like eight seconds, but we'll we'll ask him about that. But uh, Arden's going to join us here in a moment to talk about it, and it's really significant for him because his dad cut down the national Christmas tree, Arden Kogish Sr., back in 76, because this is, the I think, the third time that West Virginia has provided the national tree in Washington, D.C. Another individual they have selected to do that is veteran Saulman Ron Polger of the National uh, of the U, uh, U.S. Forest Service. And we'll talk to Ron. He's got a long history with the Forest Service and, and with the Monongahela National Forest. So we'll talk to him as well about uh, about being selected for that honor. So that'll take up uh, the first couple of segments of today's show. And then on the back half of the show, Matt Ford is going to join us. Matt is... Um, with the uh, Meadow River Rail Trail Foundation, and he's the uh, the director of that group. They recently opened a really nice bridge on that rail trail, and they've got more plans coming. What a cool walk if you want to do a little hiking in the uh, in the hills of West Virginia, because especially this time of year, man, the Meadow River is a gorgeous place, and this railroad turned into a walking trail is and and probably a biking trail as well it is really a nice nice trail and there uh, we'll talk to matt about how they're working on plans to kind of tie it into some other trails over there in the area and into the golly river national recreation area so that's going to be really cool we'll uh we'll talk to matt about that and some of the plans they have so that's the lineup for today's show hope you'll uh you'll tune in and uh and listen get another cup of coffee by the way thanks to coop who just brought me my cup thank you sir appreciate that uh before we take the break though i need to remind you that our uh, hoodoo sports trophy photo contest is ongoing and we're starting to get some really cool pictures in now and let me tell you it doesn't have to have been uh killed this week it could be something you got a couple years ago or it could be the the doe that your uh, child killed last weekend or your grandkid killed on that youth hunting day it could be the big buck you've been trying to get for a couple of years now and you finally put an arrow through him send us a picture of it if it was a big old fish you caught you know from the new river on a float trip or maybe you went to the beach and you took an offshore trip and you got something gigantic and you're just real proud of it that's cool or even if you you know, killed a mess of squirrels we'll take that as well if it's a trophy to you it's a trophy to us the way you uh, submit it is you go to the outdoors page of wvmetronews.com over on the right is an icon for the hoodoo sports trophy photo contest click on that one link will take you right to the gallery and you can check out all the pictures the other link is the form to upload your picture and it gets all the information that we need from you there. We're not going to sell the information or anything like that, but i got to have the uh, contact info in case you win because at the end of each month, we draw for some great prize packs from Hoodoo Sports, and we've got one coming up next week because we're just about to the end of October, and so everybody who has entered a picture is in that drawing, and you still have time to be in on that as well. All you got to do is submit a picture to the uh, Hoodoo Sports Trophy Photo Contest. Go to the outdoors page of wvmetronews.com and get it taken care of today. Got to take our first break. When we come back, 
Arden Coger Jr. joins us on West Virginia Outdoors right after this. In West Virginia, wildlife is for everyone, and the West Virginia DNR works to keep it that way. Every year, West Virginia's Division of Natural Resources manages thousands of acres of public land and water, ensuring the future of our great natural resources in the Mountain State. Our state is a haven for all species of wildlife, game and non-game, and draws thousands each year to enjoy our rich outdoor heritage. When you buy a hunting or fishing license or take a stroll in our forest to view wildlife, you're enjoying what the DNR has made possible. The West Virginia DNR, working to ensure wildlife is for everyone. Time out. Oh, right. Remember, we're a team that plays together. Listen, the winning will take care of itself. We just have to get everyone involved. In interscholastic sports, we celebrate what makes every one of us unique. And in the pursuit of a common goal, everyone in the huddle, in the bleachers, and in the community comes together. This message presented by the WVSSAC and the West Virginia Athletic Directors Association. You're listening to West Virginia Outdoors presented by the Hatfield-McCoy Trails on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. The Peyton Law Firm, Tom and Harvey, remind you that hunting is a good way to cement father-son relationships. And fathers should always remind sons of all the safety rules. Point the gun away from people. Hunt with a partner. Wear blaze orange. However, hunting accidents do happen, as they do every day on the highway. If a careless driver breaks the rules and hits you, call Tom and Harvey. They'll hunt down the offender and get just compensation for you. Peyton Law Firm, online at PeytonLawFirm.com. Unsure you're ready for retirement? That's understandable. After all, you only retire once. Make the smart choice and call 4th Avenue Financial. If it deals with retirement planning, you can be confident they have the experience you need. Retire right with 4th Avenue Financial. Go to 4thAvenueFinancial.com or call 304-746-7977 to book your free introductory meeting today. Securities offered through JW Co. Financial Incorporated, member of Pacific. Advisory services offered through JW Co. Advisors Incorporated, JW Co. Financial, JW Co. Advisors, and 4th Avenue Financial are unaffiliated entities. At Gareeb Dental Group, we love to see your smile. Take proactive steps towards optimal oral health with our comprehensive preventive care services. Our team of experienced doctors at six convenient locations is passionate about keeping your smile healthy and bright. From regular checkups and cleanings to advanced treatment, we are here to prevent dental issues before they start. Visit GareebDentalGroup.com to learn more and experience personalized care tailored to your needs. Gareeb Dental Group, where your smile receives the care it deserves. Ahoy, Charleston. Don't let the off-season keep you ashore. At Trojan Landing Marine, they've got your next adventure waiting. Picture yourself on the water. Even when the sun takes a break, they're making waves with incredible off-season boat sales. From fishing boats to pontoons, find your dream vessel at unbeatable prices. So, visit them in Charleston and talk boats. Trojan Landing Marine, your year-round gateway to aquatic fun. Check out their inventory at trojanlanding.com. They take the hassle out of boating. West Virginia Outdoors with Chris Lawrence, Saturday at 7 a.m. and Sunday at 5 p.m. Presented by the Peyton Law Firm, Harvey and Tom, protecting your rights online at PeytonLawFirm.com. But I'll take down your fishing pole and meet me at the fishing hole. We may not get about all day but don't you rush away welcome back to west virginia outdoors chris lawrence with you and we've talked about this several times but uh the national christmas tree this year will be provided by the monongahela national forest in west virginia 
And uh, they this week they have selected a couple of guys who are going to do the work of cutting it down and have the honor of doing that. And one of them is a longtime friend of the show, uh, Lumberjack, competitive Lumberjack, Arden Coger Jr. joins us. Arden, how are you, my man? I'm doing well, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. I, I was teasing uh, Coop as we were opening up the show this morning. Are you going to uh, just go into this tree with an axe and try to take it down in like eight seconds? <laughs> no, no. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take our time and do it actually the old school way. We're gonna use uh, an old. I'm actually using one of my father's old falling axes that he used when he worked as a notcher for the Cherry River Lumber Company in the 1950s. Wow, wow, that's that's really cool. Now, uh, Ron uh, Polger will also be uh, a part of this team. He also was selected, but and we're gonna have him on the show in just a moment. But we'll. Will the two of you possibly use a cross-cut saw together and, and work on this as well? Yes, that, that's, that's the plan. We're going to use a cross-cut to, to start the, the front notch, and then I'll use the axe to uh, chop the notch out, and then we will use the cross-cut to back-cut it and wedges to, to wedge it over and to get it down, uh, like the old-school loggers used to do back in the 40s and 50s before we had chainsaws. Yeah, no chainsaws on this job, but I think everything else will be kind of modern because I don't think you're going to use mules to pull it out, are you? <laughs> no, no, no. It's, but there's going to there's going to be a couple cranes there. There's there, we can't mess this up. A crane will be holding the tree so that they can gently lay it down and get it ready for transport to the uh, capital. And it's going on a, a tour over the course of the next three to four weeks. Uh, just to you know, uh, get it get it on display. It's going to be everywhere. There, I think the tour dates are are published on the on the on the Forest website. Pretty cool. Did did you did you apply for this, or did they just select you for this honor? How did this happen? You know, I got this call right out of the blue. I mean, I was sitting at my desk, I was working, and I got a I got a strange number come up on my my caller ID, and normally you don't answer those, but. I answered this one because it was a 304 area code, and uh, it turns out it was a member of the, 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 the U.S. Forest Service, and they asked me if I would consider uh, being uh, one of the followers for, or ceremonial followers for the Capitol Complex Christmas tree, and I was like, you're kidding me, right? And they're like, no, I'm not kidding. I was like, well, my dad did this for the White House in 1962. And then he did it again for the Carter administration in 1976. Are, are you are you serious? And and they were like, "Yes, we're serious, Arden." I'm like, "Oh wow, I'm 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 overwhelmed uh, because I never thought, you know, I'm a lawyer, and uh, <laughs> I'm just like, I never thought I would ever be considered for this, and I I was floored, frankly, I was absolutely emotionally overwhelmed. Well, that's and it. Yeah, it took me like it took me a half hour to compose myself to uh, to actually reach out to my wife and let her know that I'd gotten a call. Wow! Because I was yeah, I was overwhelmed because my father died in in November of uh, twenty twenty one, and um, I can just see him up you know up up in heaven looking down on me like pointing down at me and shaking his head and smiling. Yeah. And so, you know, that's that's that that's one of the reasons why it just overwhelmed me so much. But in in any of it, yes, I they called me up and I was like overwhelmed and I said, Absolutely I'll do it and so uh here we are. When's the last time you actually cut down a tree? <laughs> uh well with with, with, with 
with a crosscut saw. Yeah. Um, uh, it's been a few years. I was going to uh, say you don't you yeah. don't get too many to cut down at the courthouse. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, I, I've fallen plenty of trees with chainsaws, and I've chopped them down with axes. But I, you know, it's been a while since I've done one with a crosscut saw. But I've done it. I, I did it early on in my, in my life, and because uh, Dad wanted me to have the skill, and so um, I did it. Uh, but it's been a while since I've done it. But Ron is actually very skilled with this. You know, Ron runs a program every year with the, the Division of Forestry, uh, or, pardon me, with the, with the U.S. Forest Service, where he actually uses the crosscut saws uh, not only for falling but also for cutting up trails, uh, and he teaches people how to use them. And so, you know, Ron is very skilled with these crosscut saws. He's actually sharpening these saws. He he maintains these saws for the Forest Service. Yeah, we're going to talk to uh, we're going to talk to him yeah. coming up in just a moment. He's going to join us as well, and we'll we'll definitely get into to, to those skills and what it takes to be a good crosscut man. When when, when uh, how how did you? I, I guess when you were growing up, your your you said your dad cut down. I know that the press release said he cut it down in 1976. You said yeah. he cut down one in '62. Was that the first year that they had the Capitol Christmas tree that came from the National Forest? I think the Capitol Christmas tree program began in the '70s, and when Dad cut it down in '62, that was actually for the White House. Oh, okay, that was, okay. That was that was for JFK. Oh, okay. Um, and, and they took that tree off of uh, Turkey Bone, uh, over in, uh, off of uh, a Wink, Miss Winkler's property. I, I, you know, obviously that was before my time. I don't remember it, and that was memorialized in Haven of the Hardwoods. It's a, you know, book written about uh, West Virginia logging. Um, and uh, in '76, that was actually for the Capitol complex. Yeah. Uh, and I remember that tree. I, I remember being there when Dad did it. And I can just remember freezing my butt off. <laughs> and why the why the heck is Dad cutting down this tree with all these people around? Um, and that's all I can remember about. I, I don't. I did not remember the significance of it until well after, uh, you know, it, it had actually occurred. Um, and so, but I remember when Dad did that in 1976. Was there as much fanfare around it in '76 as there is today? I figured there probably no, was. Uh, not really. Uh, you know, the world was a lot smaller back then. Uh, there was an article in the paper. Uh, there was, I think, there, I think it was on the news. But you know, <laughs> uh, you know, the world's a lot bigger now than what it used to be, and um, because of social media and because of of uh how small the world has become i think that it's it's really you know uh i like i had thousands of people reach out to me over the course of the past couple of days after wow. they came public yeah i mean it's just that i did not did not anticipate that that was extremely overwhelming now you you do a lot of work on the steel timber sports you're you're very competitive there you're a past world champion how did uh, steel had to be just elated to hear this news Actually, yes. Uh, when I got the news, I, uh, as, a, as a courtesy, I reached out to the folks at Steel Timber Sports and said, hey, I've been selected for this. And immediately I got a response was, holy cow, we're so great. You know, we're, we're absolutely thrilled that it's you uh, because of, you know, you being one of our longtime competitors and still one of our top athletes. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, it was, it was, it was very ingratiating and very, uh, supportive. Now, where, uh, so yes. when are y'all going to get together and do this? Uh, we're doing it next week, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, we're, 
Yep, we're cutting the tree down, uh, weather pending next Wednesday. Now, um, from, from what I understand, it's not open to the public because this is out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, they've got the tree picked, and it's in a pretty remote place. So even if media wants to cover that, they've got some kind of a, a of a you know, you got to get in a four-wheel drive, and they take you out to the to the site. So it's, it's, it's probably limited access to get in there. That is correct, yes. It, it's very limited. Uh, and so it's, it's a very small area and, uh, there's, I think there's enough room for the cranes and, uh, and, uh, the, the, the people who are going to need to be there in order to do it safely, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wouldn't it, would, it would have been nice to have gotten this Saturday to do it and the weather we're having this weekend. Cause next weekend, I don't know. It's going to be as nice. <laughs> well, it, it's supposed to be cold, right? You know, it, ironically, if I, I think the next ridge over is Spruce Knob, so, yeah, we might be in snow. So, <laughs> you <yeah>. might. <laughs> well, Arden, congratulations to you, my man. What an incredible honor. Will you will you go to uh, the the ceremony when they light it in DC? I've been invited to do that, but unfortunately, uh, yeah, real life kicks me in the in the you know what, and so I have to stay and work. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that happens. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, life gets in the way. Yeah. Life gets in the way. Well, Arden, congratulations to you, man. I'm sure that is something that you will remember forever and will be able to pass along to your grandkids someday and should be a wonderful opportunity. And we appreciate you coming on here and just sharing a little bit about it, man. My, my pleasure, and thank you for reaching out. And for those of you out there, this is a this is a big thing for West Virginia because they've selected two guys that are kind of unique in their own respectives, and and uh, I'm absolutely floored at the opportunity. Good deal, Arden. Good to talk to you as always, man. Have a good one. You too. Have a good one, out. There he is, Arden Coger Jr., one of the guys who will be on one end of that crosscut saw, bringing down that big old tree that they're going to uh, fell to take to the Capitol to uh, be decorated for Christmas. we got to take a break. When we come back, Ron Polger of the U.S. Forest Service will join us. He's going to be on the other end of that crosscut saw, and we'll, get, we'll pick his brain about how that's going to work out right after this. Fall is here, and the Hatfield-McCoy trails are bursting with bright autumn color. Whether you ride an ATV, a side-by-side, single track, or a full-sized off-road vehicle, It is the best time of the year to ride the best trails in the USA. West Virginia residents can ride all year with the purchase of an annual resident permit for only $26.50. So get your ticket to ATV Paradise at a Hatfield-McCoy Trails retailer now and find your awesome autumn adventure in Hatfield-McCoy country. The Hoodoo Sports Trophy Photo Contest is back. Big fish you caught last spring? Send us a picture. Finally connect with that giant buck you've been watching for months? Great. Celebrate by sharing it with us. And if you killed your first limit of squirrel since high school, let us see it. If it's a trophy to you, it's a trophy to us. Submit your entries through the contest icon on the outdoors page of WVMetroNews.com. Each entry goes into a monthly drawing for some great prizes from Hoodoo Sports. Learn more on the outdoors page of WVMetroNews.com. You're listening to West Virginia Outdoors presented by the Hatfield-McCoy Trails on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. In most cases, when you go hunting, you'll have to travel some distance to get to your favorite spot. Now, we know you'll be careful, but what about the distracted driver who slams into you, causing injuries and damage? You deserve compensation. You need the Peyton Law Firm. You need Tom and Harvey. Their research and over 60 years of experience mean a head start toward a successful ending. The Peyton Law Firm. Tom and Harvey. Online at PeytonLawFirm.com. 
You will want to get up early for this, the Log Home Show, October 27th through the 29th at the Charleston Convention Center. Bring your plans, ideas, and thoughts for your dream home. Explore rustic decor, pergolas, sunrooms, pavilions, millworks, and so much more. Enter to win fabulous door prizes such as a three-night stay at Hemlock Haven Cabins. It all happens at the Charleston Convention Center, October 27th through the 29th. Admission at the door. For more information, visit internationalloghomeshows.com. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. If you are 65 or older, you know this. Watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on health care costs is so frustrating. But here's something that could really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare 65+. Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for people with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. Plus, it's easy. You can use any Medicare-approved doctor and get 24-7 telehealth from the comfort of your home. And here's the thing. If you join before October 30th, you'll get your second month free and save even more. I'll give you the number here in a second, but just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. The deadline against October 30th, so now is a great time to call 888-SHARE-89. That's 888-SHARE-89. 888-SHARE-89. Hotline Weekend, featuring the best weekly bits from sports, food, entertainment, and fun games that makes Hotline West Virginia's top syndicated talk show. Sunday nights at 8.06 on 580 WCHS. Time, baby going fishing. We're back on West Virginia Outdoors. Chris Lawrence with you. Dale Cooper producing on the other side of the glass this morning. Glad you're listening in wherever you might be. We spoke to Arden Coger Jr. a moment ago. He's one of the guys that's going to help cut down the national Christmas tree that'll be displayed on the on Capitol Hill here in a few weeks. The other guy that's going to be involved in it is Ron Polger. Ron joins us on the show this morning. Ron, how are you, sir? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm fine. Did I pronounce your name correctly? Is it Polger? Is that how I say it? No, it's Polgar. Polgar. Got it. I appreciate you correcting me. I wasn't sure about that. So Ron Polgar, who is a veteran of the U.S. Forest Service, you uh, you have a, a unique background in that you've been with the Forest Service for 46 years. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. 46 in the Forest Service and four in the military. Wow. So you, uh, you probably know your way around a tree or two. <laughs> I've been around a tree or two, and I uh, am doing botany for the forest at this time. That is fantastic. Are you originally from West Virginia, or what's what's your background? My background is I was born in uh, New York City and lived there till age two. Family moved out to New Jersey, in rural New Jersey, if you can imagine that. And I grew up in the countryside and uh, got interested in... Uh oh. College of Forestry and got my degree in forest land management. That's fantastic. I, I I don't think too many people would believe that a guy that was born in New York City would wind up being a, a 46 year veteran of the Forest Service, but that's a that's a rather eclectic path you have taken there. That's right. I uh, enjoy the hills of West Virginia and the serenity of the mountains. And I've made it my home. Now, you are an experienced sawyer in that you you actually teach classes on the cross-cut saw skills to try and keep those alive. How'd you get started with that? 
Um, we had a recreation manager on the forest, Eric Sandineau, who got me inter- interested in uh, sawing and sharpening saws. I like to sharpen everything I get my hands on, and he helped me, and that's where I got started. And that was about 15, 20 years ago. And that's there's there's an art, I think, to properly... Uh, sharpening a saw. If you if you're not doing it right, you're going to do more damage than good. It's going to be even more dull than it already is if you're not careful, right? Absolutely. You have uh, a lot of uh, close tolerances uh, sharpening a crosscut more so than a chainsaw. It's more demanding uh, to sharpen than a chainsaw. That's interesting. How long does it take you to sharpen a crosscut? It takes quite a while, depending on the condition of the saw. I first have to get all the points the same height, then uh, reduce the rakers uh, by uh, 12 thousandths of an inch is what I've been using, and then I sharpened the rakers, uh, put them back to their natural contour, and then uh, sharpen the points, and then I have to set the saw, that is slightly bending each point outward so that the saw blade doesn't bind in the kerf wow that's that's some technical knowledge right there that i would have never even thought about <laughs> absolutely don't. yeah it's an old uh an old school uh, uh sharpening method uh that is more complicated and has finer tolerances uh, than a lot of tools we use today yeah and I'm sure that this, the art of sharpening a saw, is one that's probably rapidly evaporating as well. I, I would have to believe that most people that do it have probably got some gray hair. That's correct. There are a few folks around the country that will take your saw and sharpen it for you. And uh, the Forest Service had a, a unique person in Montana. Warren Miller was his name. And he created a video uh, that... Uh, shows you how to sharpen your crosscut saw, a four-part video, and it has uh, been given to the public. It is on YouTube so that anyone with that interest can uh, learn to file a saw. Now, there's the I, I think there's the two-man crosscut, and then sometimes it's a one-man crosscut, correct? That's right. There's a one-man crosscut that's tapered so that it's lighter on the far end from you, and you can use that. Uh, you can put an extra handle by yourself for each hand. And if you want to use it to saw with another individual, you can put uh, the handle on the opposite end, and that person can help you too. Arden was telling me a moment ago that you guys have kind of laid out a game plan in that uh, you're gonna, he's going to notch it with one of, his, uh, one of his axes and then an old cross-cut saw that his dad used to cut down the 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 White House Christmas tree in 62 and then the National Christmas tree in 76, that you all are planning to do that one. Uh, uh, have, have you done some work on this one to get it sharpened up for the occasion? Yes. I uh, sharpened it in the last uh, couple weeks, and it's ready to go. I tested it, but only by myself. You can use a two-person cross-cut saw by yourself, but it's more difficult. I can remember when I was a kid, there was actually a crosscut saw in our barn, and my dad pulled it out one time, and he and I used it. We were just cutting pieces of firewood, but he did it probably for the exact same reason that, you know, you do things like this, and that's just to teach me how the thing's used. 
we were cutting a log that was laying in a in a horse, so it was horizontal. How much more difficult is it when you're trying to cut vertically on a and you're trying to cut down a tree? It is more difficult when you cut into the the tree on a horizontal plane because the blade uh, of the saw wants to sag, and you have to maintain uh, uh, levelness with each uh, sawing partner rather than uh, bending the saw and creating an arc. It takes considerable practice, I would think, to, to get that right. Yes, and, and not all uh, partners are compatible with each other. I haven't sawed uh, with Arden, uh, so... We will have to work that out. I was going to say, uh, I've seen pictures of the two of you. You and Arden had entirely different physiques. I hope he doesn't drag you through the tree <laughs> as he's pulling it. That's right. We have. Uh, I'm tall and slender, and he is stout, and I have a longer arm. So we'll see how it goes. But there is there is no rush uh, for cutting this tree. And it is not a competitive event. Yeah, exactly. I was teasing him about that. He said, no, no, this one's we're going to take our time and do it right and and take the care that we need. There's also, as you fell this tree, he said, you know, as you do the back cut, you're going to use uh, uh, wedges to, to, to lift it over and to, and to make the cut properly. But this thing will be gently laid to the ground. There's probably a lot of engineering that's going into just getting this tree to the ground. Yes, uh, there will be a cable attached to the tree, as I understand, uh, and uh, attached to a uh, crane. And once we commit the tree to its fall, it will lower the tree slowly to the ground. That's my understanding, and we'll discuss this with the crane operator. <laughs> I'd say there'll be a lot of discussion that day. <laughs> I'm sure. It's a 63-foot Norway spruce, is that right? Uh, from my understanding and looking at it, uh, it is a Norway spruce. I, It is tall, but I did not measure its height. Okay. It has been measured, so yes, I agree it must be about 63 feet well that's what the that's what the press release said so i'm going to go with what your pr people told me (laughs) absolutely (laughs) our foresters i'm sure measured the tree height yeah exactly is uh now when when you get in there to bring this thing down i mean it's spruce is a is a soft wood correct i mean it's it's an evergreen so i would think that this is a far different than trying to cut down an oak tree Absolutely. Uh, this is a, uh, uh, a stringy type wood. It's softer, but it's harder perhaps to throw a chip than, say, a white pine, mm-hmm. which uh, pops out right away. So um, we will be chopping the undercut out after we saw into the tree. And uh, depending on the uh, stringiness of the wood it could be easy or difficult Uh, each tree is unique and one final question before i let you go and i i I could talk all day about this with you because i'm fascinated by this stuff but they're going to cut this tree down in west virginia put it on a truck and they're going to haul it around west virginia to let everybody see it before they take it to dc to hang it up or put it up on the uh on capitol hill where it will stand for several weeks how do you keep that tree alive 
so that you don't have a bunch of dead needles up there on on the Capitol? I mean, there, will it have a bladder of water to kind of keep it keep it going during all this process? Yes, that is my understanding. Now, unlike your small Christmas tree that you erect in your house, this tree is large, has lots of tissue, uh, wood within the tree to hold moisture, so it isn't as critical with a huge tree like this compared to a small tree that you have in your home. I got you. I got you. And I remember last year, North Carolina provided the tree, and after they were done with it, they uh, they actually used it to make musical instruments. I remember Rush Limbaugh was fond of saying, the beauty of a tree is what you do with it after you cut it down. Are there any plans for the wood from this big Monongahela National Forest spruce once it's done celebrating Christmas on Capitol Hill? Yes, I believe uh, I heard that the Shawnee tribe will be making uh, stuff out of it. That's cool. That is really, really yes. cool. So, uh, got to be a big honor for you. Were you sh- were you shocked when they called you up? Well, I got overtures of this uh, possibly up to a year ago um, that I would uh, cut the tree because of my long dedication to the saw program on the forest. I've been conducting that since about 1990, and uh, lead instructor and uh, in charge charge of the program. So I, I was uh, selected because of my uh, long-term uh, dedication. Fantastic. Well, Ron, congratulations to you, and it's a, it's a pleasure to talk to you this morning, and I hope you guys have good luck out there and good weather to get this thing done next weekend. Yes, I hear it's going to be uh, cooler and uh, possibly some snow in the air, but uh, that will keep us cool and <laughs> keep us from being overheated i was gonna say like they like they say you know what they say ron that firewood warms you twice so (laughs) that's right uh chris we will get warm in this event ron polgar the uh one of the other guys the the second man who's going to help cut down the national christmas tree ron thanks for your time this morning and have yourself a great weekend buddy and thanks for having me. All right. Ron Polgar with the U.S. Forest Service there. we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the Meta River Trail and developments going on there right after this. In West Virginia, wildlife is for everyone, and the West Virginia DNR works to keep it that way. Every year, West Virginia's Division of Natural Resources manages thousands of acres of public land and water, ensuring the future of our great natural resources in the Mountain State. Our state is a haven for all species of wildlife, game and non-game, and draws thousands each year to enjoy our rich outdoor heritage. When you buy a hunting or fishing license or take a stroll in our forest to view wildlife you're enjoying what the dnr has made possible the west virginia dnr working to ensure wildlife is for everyone attention high school sports fans are you an armchair official you know the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are well if you think you could do better then get in the game and prove it it's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count every sport in west virginia needs more officials sign up today at highschoolofficials.com You're listening to West Virginia Outdoors, presented by the Hatfield-McCoy Trails on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. 
The WCHS Network is now offering a new podcast experience. Find our live show replay and podcasts at the new 580 WCHS Studio Hub. There you will find a master feed along with links to subscribe for all of our live show replays and podcast studio productions. Search the 580 WCHS Studio Show on your favorite podcast service or visit WCHSnetwork.com slash studio to subscribe to 580 Live with Dave Allen, Retire Right Radio, Ask the Lawyer, Scoop Squad, and more. WCHSnetwork.com slash studio. Being an Army Ranger is a very fast-paced lifestyle. I was clearing a weapons cache in Haditha, Iraq, when the building collapsed on me, burying me alive. I spent six months in the hospital and a year of recovery. When I was separated from the military, I just felt like I was useless because I only had this one thing that I was supposed to do, and then that one thing was taken away from me. But then one day, I got a call from Wounded Warrior Project. They asked me to come to a workout, and I decided that I was going to get better, both physically and mentally. Now I'm a warrior leader. I create events and opportunities for other veterans locally. Wounded Warrior Project did a phenomenal job reminding me that my injuries aren't going to define who I am. And because of that, I can do anything that I want. See how we help warriors combat stigma at woundedwarriorproject.org slash combat stigma. Being blind doesn't always look how others may think. Retinitis pigmentosa aimed to overwhelm my family. It tried to cut me down. I know where to find support and where I can be seen. Innovative research, educational resources, supportive community. The Foundation Fighting Blindness is leading the charge in finding treatments and cures for blinding diseases. Learn more at fightingblindness.org. A public service message from the Foundation Fighting Blindness. Experience nationally renowned excellence in talk radio on The Voice of Charleston, 104.5, 96.5, and 580 WCHS. We welcome you back to West Virginia Outdoors. There's a chill in the a few minutes left on the program here this morning. The uh, We have seen around West Virginia as old abandoned railroad tracks uh, have started growing up. There has been a movement probably in the last 30 years called Rails to Trails. And, man, what a success that has become. I remember the first time I ever saw this talked about. I was covering the story in Morgantown while I was still living up there. I went to a public hearing where they were talking about creating what is now the Cabernet Trail, which goes from Morgantown down to Fairmont along the old railroad bed. And people were hot about that, wanted no part of that, thought that that was a terrible idea, waste of money. Well, they built it, and lo and behold, the thing has sparked an amazing amount of growth around the trail there, and it is doing the same thing in other venues all across the state. One of the more recent ones, the uh, Meta River Trail, which uh, runs along the Meta River down in uh, Greenbrier and Nicholas County. And the man who sort of heads up the uh, the work there is Matt Ford, who joins us on the uh, show this morning. Matt, how are you, man? Doing great. How are you, Chris? I am well. You're the executive director of the of the Trails Foundation. What's your title? I am project coordinator uh, for the Greenbrier and Fayette County Commissions. Oh, okay. All right. And that and that includes development of this trail. <laughs> it, it does, yeah. Um, there was a gentleman named Doug Hilton that uh, was in charge, and he unfortunately passed away in around 2018. And then the counties appointed me to uh, kind of carry his torch in the work that he was doing on the Meadow River Rail Trail. You kind of you, you recently had a big uh, a big milestone here in that you you opened up a new uh, Russellville Bridge, 
And that opened on October 12th. This, from what I understand, this was a bridge that was there and it was wiped out in the 2016 flood? It was. You know, this project started in 2018, and in 2015, they had a ribbon cutting to open that bridge and then open up a section of the trail. And that happened on September 24, 2015. And then in June 2016, when the historic floods happened, half that bridge ended up several yards down the river. And uh, it's taken us some time to work with FEMA and other partners to get that bridge replaced. Golly, that had to be a setback. How disappointing, because I'm sure you did a lot of work to open up the first one, and then that happens just a year later. Golly. It was. Yeah. But it. Uh, I see a picture of it now. I posted a picture to social media this morning of that bridge that was taken, I think, by the engineering outfit. Golly, what a beautiful view and a beautiful walk up through there. Yeah, it's a, it's a hidden gem. I mean, a lot of people see Meadow River and... You know, what they see along Route 60 in, in the towns of Raynell and Rupert, but you get further down river where these the two bridges are on the trail, and uh, it's it's world-class. It's beautiful. Where exactly are those bridges on the trail? Are uh, where, where are they? What towns are they near or communities? The the new one uh, is near the town of Nallen. It's uh, in, a, in a little community called Russellville. It's about two miles from, I always tell people, just Google the Nallen Post Office and then follow the river about two miles upstream and you'll find the russellville bridge and if you go another seven miles the uh there's another large bridge that, that crosses the meadow and uh, this bridge along with uh, phase one of the trail that was that was phase one and two of the project there's a third phase coming as well right there is um the section of the trail that um, was abandoned by csx uh, to, to get the trail all the way into the town of Raynell. It wasn't abandoned until several years, years later after the phase one section. So uh, we've got that project. The, the design phase is almost complete. We'll be putting that project out to bid, and we're hoping in about a year and a half you'll be able to start in the town of Raynell and uh, get on the rail trail and head down the Meadow River. Matt Ford, our guest this morning. We're talking about the Meadow River Rail Trail. Matt, hang on. i got a couple of more questions for you, but i got to take my final break, okay? All right. All right. I'll be back in a moment right after this. Trophy Photo Contest is back. Big fish you caught last spring? Send us a picture. Finally connect with that giant buck you've been watching for months? Great. Celebrate by sharing it with us. And if you killed your first limit of squirrel since high school, let us see it. If it's a trophy to you, it's a trophy to us. Submit your entries through the contest icon on the outdoors page of WVMetroNews.com. Each entry goes into a monthly drawing for some great prizes from Hoodoo Sports. Learn more on the outdoors page of WVMetroNews.com. Fall is here, and the Hatfield-McCoy trails are bursting with bright autumn color. Whether you ride an ATV, a side-by-side, single track, or a full-sized off-road vehicle, it is the best time of the year to ride the best trails in the USA. West Virginia residents can ride all year with the purchase of an annual resident permit for only $26.50. So get your ticket to ATV Paradise at a Hatfield-McCoy Trails retailer now and find your awesome autumn adventure in Hatfield-McCoy country. You're listening to West Virginia Outdoors, presented by the Hatfield-McCoy Trails on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. At Humana, we believe better care begins with listening. So that's just what we do. We listen to what our members want and work hard to bring you support to help you feel your best. Our Medicare Advantage plans are made to fit a variety of budget and health needs. You'll get personalized help as you explore your options and benefits that go beyond what you might expect. 
Benefits like $0 premium options or all-in-one plan options. Plans that include medical and prescription coverage, as well as routine dental, vision, and hearing. When it comes to the benefits and support you need, you spoke, we listened. And our Medicare Advantage plans show it. Learn more at GetHumana.com. Humana, a more human way to health care. Humana is a Medicare Advantage HMO PPO PFFS organization with a Medicare contract. Enrollment in any Humana plan depends on contract renewal. What's the easy way to combine the sport of hunting and a law firm? In the same commercial, the law firm is the Peyton Law Firm, Tom and Harvey. The hunting means driving to Boone County or Clay, Jackson, Lincoln, or Fayette County. Driving means that a not-paying-attention driver could crash into you. And that means getting Tom and Harvey to get you the compensation you deserve. The Peyton Law Firm, online at PeytonLawFirm.com. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Monday edition of the show, we'll look back at a busy sports weekend with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Get you ready for Monday Night Football. Chef Paul Smith will be here to talk about the restaurant business at 4. And Carl Lee, the former NFL All-Pro defensive back, in studio at 5. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, in or out in our question of the day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. West Virginia Outdoors with Chris Lawrence, Saturday at 7 a.m. and Sunday at 5 p.m. Presented by the Peyton Law Firm, Harvey and Tom, protecting your rights online at PeytonLawFirm.com. We're back on West Virginia Outdoors. A few minutes left to go this morning. My guest to this segment, Matt Ford, who's with the uh, Meta River Rail Trail, and we're talking about some of the work that's been done there to develop this this thing. How, that's, is the trail si- that, that's open now, is it 16 miles? Uh, we got about nine miles open. Once the uh, section derainal is complete, we'll have about eighteen. Okay, and is is there another section that 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 will extend it out a little further? Or yeah, we're working on uh, plans for phase four to get the trail from Nowlin on on downriver, and we've got a, a great opportunity to be able to connect to the Gully River National Recreation Area. Yeah, that was what I was going to ask you about because I I know that I. I uh, when I first moved to West Virginia, I had to travel up uh, Route 19 across the New River Gorge and and up through there. And you cross the Meta River on 19. There, there's a nice bridge, and you you can see down in there. And I always thought, man, that'd be cool to go down there and fish that. But I didn't realize just how rough it was. <laughs> that's not that's not an easy place to get into there. But this trail is creating an opportunity to really get in there and fish that. It sure is, and there's you know there's opportunities for fishing and. There's people that rock climb. That's the great thing about this trail is there's all sorts of outdoor activities that can be done in the in the Meadow River Valley. One of the things about about these trails is, um, you know, you you can't just go walk nine miles. I mean, do you, how many access points are there that you can go in and say walk from point to point? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right now, there's uh, three. There's there's some other county roads that we're working on to uh, get access to, so that we can uh, have better access. But the good thing is it's going to have a, a feel like like cranberry backcountry in sections. Wow, that is that is very cool. Now, is it uh, hiking and biking, or is it just a walk-in trail? It's hiking, biking, horseback riding, um, anything non-motorized. I got you. So, if it's horseback riding, I mean, is it is it paved or is it is it a dirt trail? 
it's uh, there's there's gravel and then there's compacted uh, limestone sand on top. So from a distance, it looks paved, but it's oh, okay. just a gravel base. Real good for. Uh, for all those different uses. Okay, yeah, I, I saw it there, and that's what I was wondering. I was like, "Well, how are they going to run a horse on that if it's paved? I wouldn't want to, wouldn't want to do that." But yeah, if it's compacted gravel with the uh, the sand on it, that's perfect. Perfect for uh, for horseback riding. Do you have a lot of interest, or is the word getting out about this thing, and people are starting to say, "You know what? We ought to go over there and walk out this weekend." It seems to. Um, since we had the ribbon cutting. Uh, I know the Facebook page for Meadow River Rail Trail has been blowing up, and people have been putting pictures on there. I think what really helps is our proximity to the the nation's newest national park, and people go to Fayetteville, and they say, well, what's one more thing we can do while we're in the area? And people go down to the Meadow River Rail Trail. I've met people um, as far away as Italy on the trail, what seemingly seems like no in the middle of nowhere, and see people from all over the world on the trail. That's really cool. That 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 really is cool. And it, you're right. The uh, the national parks drawing them in, and they're getting an opportunity to really see some of the prettiest country, not only in West Virginia but in the world. Uh, that that picture that the uh, engineering group that did the bridge, that picture that I that I posted this morning to Facebook, I that thing looks like a postcard because all that fall color along the Meta River with that new bridge, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's uh, that picture alone's helped us out a lot. <laughs> well, fantastic! And uh, and you mentioned that there were three access points. Where are those that that people can go? What are the communities they can go to? Uh, Nowlin and Russellville, and uh, soon to be Raynell. Good deal. And then you can just uh, check out the matter river trail matt i really appreciate your time good luck with this project we'll continue to follow along with you and uh and hope to see it develop into an even bigger entity in the uh in the years to come thanks for your time this morning chris all right you too matt that's matt ford who's with the uh fayette and greenberg county commissions there he's a project manager and uh, the one heading up the work to develop the meta river rail trail well we're about out of time for this morning however uh tomorrow is the natural resources commission meeting the fourth one of the year one for the final quarter it'll be at stonewall resort and they got a several things on the agenda that will make for interesting topics for the discussion i'll be there tomorrow and i'll uh, i'll bring you a full report next weekend and uh, and also on the outdoors page of wvmetronews.com so thanks to matt ford also thanks to ron polgar and Aaron, uh, arden coger jr uh for their time tell us a little bit about plans to cut down the national christmas tree which is going to happen in the Monongahela National Forest next weekend. We got to go. Thanks to Dale Cooper for helping out this morning and keeping us on the air. Y'all have a great weekend, everybody, in the West Virginia outdoors. SAM 96.5 FM Charleston, 104.5 Cross Lane on WVRC Media Station. We're proud.